At Smoky Bones, meat is what we do. And we do it all while taking our inspiration from everywhere. From New York strips and buffalo wings to St. Louis ribs drenched in Kansas City sauce. Our meat mastery knows no bounds. We grill it, smoke it, pull it, carve it. You name it. Come grab a thick, juicy cheeseburger, hand-cut fries, and an ice-cold draft beer. Just $10 every Monday through Thursday when you dine in at Smoky Bones, where meat is what we do. Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow, well, the whole crew's all, yoo, induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Ah, uh, don't touch that dial, because there's nothing else on. You might just as well listen to Blondie. Blondie, rebroadcast for the servicemen and women of the United Nations with Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake as Blondie and Dagwood Bumstead, respectively. Before we join the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue... Let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Lenny Kahn and his orchestra. Raise that curtain, Len. for our weekly visit with our neighbors, the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue. Well, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and two dark figures skulk outside the Bumstead home. 
It's Dagwood and his boss, Mr. Dithers, sneaking home from a late poker game with the boys. Well, naturally, they're trying to be quiet as they share a warm reception from their wives. So, let's listen. Well, Dagwood? Uh, here's your house. Yeah. We've got to get our story straight now before we go in to report to the Gestapo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what will it be, Mr. Dithers? Uh, be, uh, will it be sitting up with a sick friend? Oh, no. That story's no good unless you tell it while applying a little chloroform. Yeah. Besides, all our sick friends are well again, doggone it. Yes. It really broke my heart to see Fred Wilkins get over his lumbago. Yeah. It was so handy. Yeah. I guess the sick friend gag is out, huh? Oh, yes. Hey, maybe we could say we were sitting up with a sick enemy. Bumstead. Oh, no, no, no. That, that doesn't seem logical. Wait a minute. Huh? Harry Potter's dog is having pups. Yeah. We could say we were over there pacing the floor with him. <laughs> yeah, and, and putting ice bags on his head. And, uh, but no. somehow that doesn't seem very authentic. No, I guess not. What we need is a good, big, fat, juicy lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got to be something that a woman will believe while uh, half asleep. Yes. Yeah. Something short and sweet that we can mumble double talk. Yeah. Hey, but why don't we just say we were working late at the office? Dagwood. Huh? That's a great idea. Yes, I Great. Huh? Now remember, we've yeah. got to stick to our stories. Now, let's see. We were working late at the office on some drawings for the Acme Machine Tool and Die Company, and we're getting home late because we worked hard knocking ourselves out. Yeah, tooling and dying all night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can buy things for our darling wives. Uh. <laughs> well, if Blondie believes the story, give her my regards. Uh. Otherwise, don't mention it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see you in the morning at the office. I'll probably have my arm in a sling and my head to cast. Good night. Yeah, now. Now, let, let's see if I can sneak in. Oh, I hope I don't wake Blondie up. See, I'll take my shoes off now. See, it's so dark, I can't see my shoes. Yeah, I know what I'll do. I'll follow my legs down to the bottom. It, ah, there they are. Now, up the steps and to bed. Oh, it's that creaky step. Oh, I'll have to get these steps be squeaked one of these days. Now, if, if I can only sneak in. And... Hello, guys. Oh, shh, not so loud. You'll wake Blondie up and I... Oh! Hello, Blondie. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it, Dagwood? Oh, uh, a number of minutes after 12. How many minutes after 12? Uh, 120. <laughs> you mean 2 o'clock? Where have you been, Dagwood? Oh, is it, where have I been? Oh, yes. Well, I had to work late at the office so I could make money to buy things for my little family. How late? Ten minutes? Uh, yeah. Oh, Blondie, I... I well, I, uh... I'll start all over. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting home. We worked in Mr. Dither's office on some plans for the Acme Tooling and Dying Company. I called Mr. Dither's private office phone several times tonight, and no one answered. Uh, you did, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, did you call... Yes, dear, I called there, too. Oh, you did. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, perhaps we were over getting a cup of coffee at Joe's Delicatessen. Well, I called there, too, and they hadn't seen me, so perhaps you were. Yeah, perhaps not. Well, I guess we've eliminated working late at the office, haven't we? We sure have. Is that Pop coming in late, Mom? Yes, Alexander. Oh, Pop. Uh, hello, Alexander. Gee, where you been so late? Pop's not sure, Alexander. He's just trying to decide. Yeah. Gosh, Pop, you ought to think about me. I need my sleep. Yeah, well, I'm very sorry. 
You don't want to stop my growth, do you? No, 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 of course not. Pop looks awful guilty, doesn't he, Mom? Yeah. He is guilty. Well, I hope I can get back to sleep. Yeah, I, I hope so, too, Alexander. Uh, so, uh, good night, and I'm sorry I disturbed you. Okay. Just don't let it happen again. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> good night, folks. Uh, good night, Alexander. Good night, Blondie. Oh, wait a minute now. Now, let's get back to the facts, dear. Must we? We must. Blondie, uh, you know Fred Wilkins' lumbago? Yes, it's all gone now. Why? Yeah, I just wondered if you knew. Ha, <laughs> ha, Go on, dear. Uh, well, uh, Harry Potter's dog is having fun. Yes, Mrs. Potter was telling me they came early this evening. Yeah, that's very inconvenient of them. <laughs> Dagwood. Uh, yes, honey? About how long is it going to take you to make up your mind where you've been this evening? Uh, well, I'll tell you, Blondie, if you insist. Uh, do you insist? I do. Ah, oh, gee. You remember the other time when you said I do? We were both so nervous, and I drank a whole pot of coffee before the ceremony. Oh. <laughs> my knees were banging together like cymbals. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I was afraid I'd trip on my white satin gown going up to the aisle and fall right on my face. Yeah. Uh, but where were you this evening? <laughs> Don't change the subject, Blondie. Now, Dagwood. Well, uh, uh, oh, well, Blondie, we heard they needed a couple of substitutes at the Kravis Switch Factory. They're, uh, they're making those big parts for the big B-29 bombers, so we volunteered. <laughs> you, you see, I didn't have time to call you. Well, dear, why didn't you say so? I didn't think you'd believe it. Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed sort of improbable. Oh, you poor darling. Gee, you must be tired. Yeah, I'm still a little nervous, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'd better go down and call Mr. Ditters. I, I want to tip him off. Uh, I mean, I, I have to find out if he, if he got home all right. Oh, no, dear. You're tired. Now, look, you need some rest. You better get right up to bed. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, you'll know how he made out in the morning. Uh, that might be too late, Blondie. Well, probably Cora will tell me when I see her tomorrow. Uh, yeah, whoa. What's the matter, Dagwood? Is something hurting you? My conscience. <laughs> I, I mean, I got a pain in the neck. Uh, but from working... You know, dear. Yeah. You poor dear. Now, look, darling, you should have told me right at the beginning you had volunteered to help out at the factory. Uh. Because, you see, when you tell a little fib, you have to tell a bigger one to cover it up. And yeah. then you have to make out more stories to cover that up. And it gets worse and worse until the first thing you know, you're in an awful spot. Oh, Blondie, you are so right. <laughs> sound asleep. Now, if I can just tiptoe quietly over to my bed. Put my candle up here. Well, Julia, what drove you home? <laughs> oh, hello, Cora. Patootie. Smile when you say that. I am smiling. That's not a smile, that's a sickly grin. And get up off the floor unless you're planning to sleep there. What in the world are all these tin cans and this wrapping cord that trip me? It's a little booby trap I rigged up. <laughs> Looks as though I caught one in it, too. <laughs> Next time, why don't you hook it up with a landmine? That's a splendid suggestion. Hmm. That's a two. I'll give you three minutes to think up another of your fairy stories. Dagwood and I were working late at the office. 
I called the office. Uh, 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 we didn't answer the phone. We didn't want to be disturbed. I went down to the office. You would. <laughs> and it was as empty as your head. Oh, Cora. Now, take it from there, Poochie. Don't call me Poochie. <laughs> well, what's your explanation now? Uh, well, you know that dog of Harry Potter's? Oh, yes. Harry called up to offer us one of the pups. Why doesn't he mind his own business? <laughs> and before I forget it, the Wilkins dropped in for a moment this evening. Threads all over his lumbago. Too bad he couldn't have had a relapse. <laughs> you were going to explain just what kept you up so late, Julius. I was? Oh, I, I was. Well, uh, uh, I didn't want to tell you the real reason I'm so late. It's rather embarrassing. This had better be good. Or tomorrow morning, you're going to be on the critical list at the hospital. <laughs> well, it's about Dagwood. I uh, don't want you to repeat this, Cora. It would hurt Blondie's feelings. Well, well, what is it, Julia? Oh, it wasn't anything so terrible. After all, he's still young and high-spirited. And the girl was a knockout. Girl? Oh, what happened? Well, I was standing there minding my own business. But Dagwood whistled at a brunette. She called a cop, and Dagwood got arrested as a masher. Oh, no! Oh, yes. <laughs> and it took me all this time to persuade the police not to throw him in the jug. Oh. You can see why I didn't want to tell you this. Well, yes, of course. Well, that was it. I did my good turn and came home. And this is the reception I get from my sweet, ever-loving ball and chain. <laughs> oh, Julius, I'm so sorry. Really and truly, I am. Well, that's life for you. You go out of your way to keep a friend's home from being broken up, and your wife bites her ears up for it. Now, please don't say that, Julius. I didn't know. Of course, it would have been too much to ask you to trust me. You always think I'm lying or inventing a story. You never give me credit for having a conscience. Oh, Julius, you're making me feel like a heel. Well, if the heel fits, put it on. <laughs> uh, yes, I have been cruel to you. I haven't made you a good wife. I've been mean and nagging. Said unkind things. Go on. <laughs> Go on. So you're beginning to wonder too, huh? <laughs> well, in spite of all your faults, Cora, I love you. Oh, thank you, Petunie. Smile when you say that. Julius, I, I mean, Julius, don't throw that back in my face. I feel bad enough as it is. Won't you forgive me? Well, <laughs> all right. Now stop bawling. I'm sleeping. Yes, dear, I'll, I'll try. Could I ask you a question, please? Maybe. <laughs> Won't Dagwood's name be on the police ladder? Uh, uh, no, I think they'll put down some fictitious name. No. Oh, I'm seeing Blondie tomorrow. I don't know how I'll be able to face her knowing what I do. Poor Blondie. Poor Dagwood. <laughs>
Sunday. Oh, good morning, Taurus. Come on in. <laughs> How do you feel? Gruesome. Oh, did Mr. Dithers come in late last night, too? Oh, yes. Yes, it was after two when the sneak snuck in. Uh, tell me, did he tell you he'd been working at the office here? Yes, but I've heard that song before. So had I. Oh, these men. Oh, Blondie, if you only knew. Well, I finally made him tell me what really happened. Then you know? Oh, yes, I found out. Oh, poor Blondie, your heart must be breaking. Uh, no. It's not breaking. Oh, you're so brave about it. Dagwood being arrested as a masher. A what? A thrill. He just whistled at that brunette. The, 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 the what brunette? The girl who had him arrested. Oh, it's got nothing. Julia whistles at the young girl, too. The dog. <laughs> My last summer when we went to the beach, he'd whistle all day like a peanut stand. <laughs> It'd be two days before his lips would unpuck her. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about it. Whistling at a brunette. Oh, how could he do such a thing? I guess he just puckered up his lips and let go. <laughs> That's why Julius was out so late. He was fixing it up so Dagwood's name wouldn't be on the police blotter. Oh, oh dear. Oh, my. Oh, that moonlight for you. Oh, well, somehow I never thought of Dagwood as a wolf. But he did look guilty last night. Oh, poor. There, there now, Blondie. Oh, I can't help it. My own husband, a masher. If he'd only done some little thing like robbing a bank. Well, it's a, it's a cross we women have to bear. What did Dagwood tell you? Well, he said he volunteered to work the split shift at the Carver's Witch Factory last night. He and Mr. Dithers and some friend of Mr. Dithers. The Kravitz Witch Factory? Gee, Dad. <laughs> What's the matter? I happen to know who else was working that shift last night. I heard her mention it yesterday. Uh, who? Oh, that, that tall, slinky, blonde, Gloria, somebody or other. No. She's the girl who has, well, you know, she's the luscious type. Eyelashes <laughs> oh, a foot long. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is gorgeous. Whenever I see her coming, I show until she goes pale. So that's where Julius was. Oh, that heel. And I believed him last night. Yes. I apologize for suspecting him of lying to me. He talked me into thinking he was a fine, noble husband. Yes. But I Just walk along with you. Uh, say, what's all the hurry about? Well, on our way to see our husband, nothing can stop us. 
My, I'll bet they'll be glad to see you. Both of you looking so bright and cheerful. Cheerful? That's the trouble with us women. We hide our feelings. Bonnie, are you going to stay mad, or do I have to be mad enough for both of us? Oh, dear, I forgot. Okay, Carl, I'll get mad all over again. Goodbye, Mr. Niles. Goodbye. Give my sympathies to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bob said. Yes, Mr. Divick. How did you make out with Blondie last night? Did you stick to your story? No, I was just stuck with it. Oh, Bob said. How could you let me down like that? I'm sorry, J.C., but that alibi had more holes in it than a hunk of Swiss cheese. How did you make out, Mr. Divick? Did you stick to your story? Why, uh, uh no. Yeah, oh. No, that's all right, Mr. Divick. A fine thing. Well, what did you finally tell Blondie? Well, I told her we substituted at the uh, Kravis Switch Factory. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, Bumstead, that's where Gloria works. Uh, which Gloria is that? You know, the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's Gloria. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to get on the ship with Gloria. Uh, Waiting list a mile long. <laughs> My name's the Duff, of course. Yeah, naturally, naturally. Well, Cora will murder me. Yeah, how do you suppose you'll do it? With an axe? Huh? No. <laughs> That's too sudden. He's more likely to tie me up over an anthill. Oh, Bumstead, what an awful thing for you to tell Blondie. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you tell Cora, huh? Only that you whistled at a brunette and got arrested as a masher. Oh, well, a little thing like... Uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> I told her I spent last night talking a cop out of throwing you in the cab. Oh, Mr. Dithers. That's fascinating for you, huh? Holy smoke, did you have to make it a brunette? Oh, my gosh. Now, how is Blondie going to feel when she hears? Oh, she'll probably be slightly provoked. Uh, provoked? You don't know Blondie. She's little and cute and sweet, and, but when she really gets mad, really mad, the safest thing to do is to dive into an air raid shelter. <laughs> I, I suppose Cora told Blondie by now, huh? Yes? They are? Can't you stop them? Oh, all right, thank you. Oh, holy smoke, Mr. Gitter. Was that Blondie and Cora? Yes. Dimple said they charged through the outer office like the 3rd Armored Division. <laughs> oh, we're cooked. While there's life, there's hope. Come on, Dagwood. Run for your life. Mr. Dennis, do you suppose they saw us run out here and back and hide in this tool shed? I hope not. There's nothing here but a lot of old junk. Oh, shh. I think I hear them coming. You're sure they're in here, Blondie? Oh, yes. Look, the padlock is open and just hanging there. Well, we'll fix that. We're locked in, J.C. Bumstead. Uh-huh. What did you leave the padlock unlocked for, you fathead? Oh, well, Mr. Ditter, you, you unlocked it and, and left it there. Okay, I'm a fathead. <laughs> Are you in there, you two love pirates? Don't say anything. I wouldn't think of it. Well, I saw them go in, Cora. Hmm. Blondie, this little shed doesn't look very valuable. Why don't we just touch a match to it? Uh, oh, oh, no, Cora. Thank goodness for Blondie. 
I'm in favor of getting in one of those big trucks and crashing right through it like a tank. Oh. That's a wonderful idea. Oh, no, no, Blondie, we really shouldn't. Why not? Well, that would be pleasure driving. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, doesn't the Gibbers Company always have some dynamite around? Oh, I, I never knew Blondie was so bloodthirsty. Well, it's been a nice life, what there was of it. Blondie, I don't think we could waste perfectly good dynamite blowing up a lot of rubbish. Maybe we ought to think this over at a movie. Yes, and we can come back later if we happen to remember. Come on, Blondie. All right, Corin. Uh, goodbye, boys. And I do mean goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Quiet. <laughs> oh, my. J.C., there they go. We'll wait five minutes and cut our way out of here. Yeah. Mr. Ditters, there's just one thing wrong with this tool shed. Well, what's that? There aren't any tools in it. Great suffering humanity. We're locked in here until they're good and ready to let us out. And that may be never. And never's a long, long time. Be careful, Bonnie. Don't stumble in the dark. Oh, Cora, we really should have come here before this. It's almost nine o'clock. I felt sort of bad having dinner and thinking about Dagwood and Mr. Dithers locked up in that chair. Not I. <laughs> Gave me the best appetite I've had in months. <laughs> you know, I'm not at all sure we shouldn't leave them in there for another day or so. Just to make sure the cure really takes. Well, I think they're ready to confess now. <laughs> <laughs> the light of day again. Hey, I don't see it now. It happens to be night, you mole. Uh, <laughs> yes. well, well, good night, all. Oh, just a minute, you two. We won't know where you were last night. Well, we can't tell a lie. We're too weak to. Where were you? Dagwood was playing poker. Yeah. Julia? I was just passing by and stuck around accidentally. <laughs> Playing poker? Yes, playing poker. Julius, did you win or did you lose? Well, the, the cards were marked. I lost. <laughs> Julius, you're a heel. Take this. Oh! Well, Dagwood, uh, did you win or did you lose? Well, I, uh, I, uh... Did you win or lose? The cards were marked. I won. Oh, Dagwood, you darling. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Homesteads, as if you didn't know, will be back again in just a few moments. Right now, that man Lenny Kahn prepares to downbeat the orchestra for this sparkling selection. Well, sparkle, man. <laughs> Tell the truth and, and divide the winnings with you. <laughs> yeah, but what if I lose? Just don't bother to come home. Glammy <laughs> is played by Penny Singleton and Dagwood by Arthur Lake. The musical score is composed and conducted by William Arch. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say. It's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, hot, hot. 